I'm Riley. And I'm Ronnie. And this is the Plan to Eat podcast, where we have conversations about meal planning, food, and wellness to help you answer the question, what's for dinner? Hello, and welcome to the Plan to Eat podcast. Today, we got to interview Linda Feller of the blog Sip and Sanity. Linda also writes for our blog, um, and we had a really fun conversation with her today. Yeah, so Linda basically breaks down her seven tips for stress-free, entertaining, and party planning. It was really helpful. She has some awesome tips. Riley and I are both maybe a little stressed out when it comes to the party planning situation. So this is really helpful for me, and we hope that you guys will get a lot from it too. Enjoy the show. Linda, thanks for joining us today on the podcast. We're excited to talk to you. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Well, to get started, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about you, give us your bio and what you do for a living, and tell us about your blog. All right. So uh, my name is Linda Feller, and I run the blog Sip and Sanity. Um, it's it started out as sort of a lifestyle blog, general, generally speaking, and I quickly discovered that that wasn't going to work for me. So <laughs> I quickly niched down into recipes and celebrations because that's the thing I can talk about all the time, every day, all day. I have a very wide ranging background though. So I've had my hand in sort of the corporate nine to five world. And uh, I did work in food and beverage for a while, way back when also have a background in marketing and communications. And all of that is to say that the one thing that has been the constant for me through that winding road has always been um, entertaining at home specifically. And cooking for people and throwing dinner parties and that kind of thing. It's something that I've always enjoyed doing. And for a while there, when we had a little one at home, it was sort of a necessity. We had to be at home and we had to invite everyone over. So that's been, that's been the passion. And now it's become the thing that I do on a daily basis. And I write about it and get to have fun and invite people over when I have extra things that I've tested. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Listeners who don't know, Linda started writing for our blog this year, and it's been so awesome. Your recipes always look and sound amazing. Your pictures are so beautiful. So we've really loved having you on the blog and having your your recipe expertise in our blog posts. Well, I'm excited to do it, especially because you guys know I'm a total fangirl of plants. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we've become fangirls of yours. Yeah. Uh, now it's mutual. Yep. <laughs> Well, I'm excited to talk about party planning. Um, it's about to be the holiday season, so I'm so happy that we're here to talk about that. Yeah. I'm well. not the best host. I feel like that's something that I'm really trying to grow in, so I'm hoping to glean a lot from this conversation. So, Yeah, I would agree. I I tend to stress out a little too much, I think, when it comes to, like, throwing parties. Um, so we know you've written a blog before on Sip Insanity about stress-free entertaining. Can you give us a few tips on how to stress less? Yeah. So I try to boil it down into like seven, seven easy tips. And and a lot of this actually draws from sort of um, my background in design and the idea that, you know, your experience in a space also has to do with your ambiance, right? Mm. So it's not, it's not always the food, right? I mean, people come over for the food a lot of times we're cooking a dinner or we're throwing a cocktail party or something like that. But it's about so much more than that, about creating this experience. So in order to have that sort of memorable occasion that you want your guests to have, one of the obvious things is obvious is, you know, to plan ahead, right? I mean, not all of us are the best planners, but as much as you are able to um, make lists, write things down, 
keep a little notebook, whatever the case is, especially if you're someone who stresses out about that. So, Mm. you know, it's just a way to help you keep organized, something to reference back to, timelines, you know, that kind of thing. So that's, that's a number one, sort of an obvious thing, but that's it. And in in addition to that, that planning and the making list, a couple of the things that I think are important to do are, well, when you're, (laughs) sometimes you're just planning things for you know, around a holiday. Uh, And that's kind of an easy no-brainer, right? Thanksgiving, everybody knows, well, there's usually going to be a turkey or, you know, something to that effect. (laughs) But if you're doing something else um, and you're just not really sure what direction to go, pick a theme. And I don't, I don't mean, you know, it has to be where you're going to the party store and buying everything theme-like, you know, for that occasion, but just pick a theme, something that you can use as a jumping board. So let's say you've got a craving for Italian food use that as your jumping off point, right? Create a menu first. And then things tend to start to fall into place after that, once you figure that out. That's all about like the, the ahead of time, the pre-planning. Mm-hmm. So can I ask a question? Real yeah, quick? absolutely. So related to like planning ahead and creating lists, like what are different lists that you mm. are thinking about? Like obviously you have like a food list, like what are some other things that you would be writing down to like keep track of? Mm-hmm. Your guest list. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Right. You know, that's important. Um, well, your shopping list, once you figure out your menu, dishes and things. I think I think a lot of people do this, but one of the things that helps me sort of stay organized in that is, so it's not really a list, it's more of like a physical thing, which mm-hmm. you can kind of lump it up into that, that area is pulling out all of the serving dishes that you're going to need based mm-hmm. on your menu, right? And just have that set aside. I even put post-it notes on stuff sometimes just so I know. So it's, you know, you're still writing things down, but that's, that's another example of, of a way to get organized around your party or your event. Mm-hmm. While I'm not the best party planner, when I do plan them, I really rely on this first tip because that's kind of how I get through my life is lists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the thing that came to mind is like just a general to-do list, like mail invitation, if that's what I'm doing, or vacuum <laughs> Yeah, right. Just like that. Okay, this day I need to make sure I do all of these things. Um, go to Costco. Like go to. I'll run all my errands. Like it's just like it's more than the food and more than the like actual food shopping. It's like all the like little tiny things that like have to happen in order to make the party, yeah, successful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. that maybe should maybe I'm crazy to put vacuum on a list, but I gotta get it out of my brain or it yeah. just it makes me more stressed. No. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like new, buy new air freshener for the bathroom. (laughs) Stop toilet paper. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's an important one. Yeah. So your second one with creating the mood, do you use things like Pinterest to kind of come up with like ambiance things that you could kind of pull from? Sometimes. um, I I used to, you know, years ago. You're a pro now. Definitely. Well, it's not so much that, I think. More now, more it's about simplifying a little bit, right? Um, so one of the things that when I was working on my master's thesis, the thing that I had to work on was, or had to things I had to consider was the the audience of this restaurant, let's say, and and it had to do with not just people come, they're coming there for the food, but what is keeping them there? What is making Mm -hmm. them spend more money? That kind of thing, and so all of that translates into the experience that guests are having in your home too. So temperature, right? It's too hot. Is it too cold? Lighting, right? I mean, I just went to a restaurant the other night. The lighting was, the place has so much potential. It's a beautiful space, but the lighting was really harsh. 
Mm. So my husband and I, the whole time, we're like, you know, trying to keep the, the light out of our eyes. And it, it, it diminished the experience a little mm -hmm. bit. Music, sound, right? All of those things, you know, the sense. So all the experience, all the all five senses and the way that we experience space have something to do with that. So that's sort of what I'm thinking in terms of creating that ambiance. So, you know, dead of summer, you're throwing a party, maybe some of it's outside, maybe some of it's inside. Once you have hot bodies in a room, you've got to crank that AC down, right? Mm -hmm. You want people to be comfortable and not sweating. Music, is it too loud? Is it too soft? You know, you want to create a mood and you mm -hmm. can do that very easily through your, your, you know, sense of hearing and auditory. Then when it comes to lighting, you know, well, you can use lighting as a cue too. That was the other, <laughs> that's another kind of aspect of that. But um, I like to have lights on everywhere. I mean, I think some people may tend to just turn lights on in the rooms they're using, but, you know, people are moving through a space or going to the bathroom, you know, you want to have a little hall light on, whatever the case is. We have everything in our house on dimmers. So we can kind of walk around and adjust accordingly to sort of set a scene and create intimacy where we want it, have better task lighting where we need it, that kind of thing. Um, candles, obviously, twinkling mm -hmm. lights, those kinds of things can come into play if you're not, you know, if you don't have all the the bells and whistles or ways to adjust things. It's also, I mentioned, you know, it can be a cue too at the end of the night, maybe mm. the lights come up a little bit, <laughs> right? It's a single, you know, you, you do that when you, you've been out in, I don't know, a concert hall or someplace. High school and, prom. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, they turn all the lights on. It's time to go home, people. Well, light, the, light is one that I think um, it's interesting that you bring up because as you're talking, I'm thinking about places I've been like for parties or people's houses. And when lights are off, I feel like I'm not supposed to go there. Mm -hmm. Even if the bathroom is at the end of said dark hallway, mm -hmm. it, feel, it can feel a little bit like this space is off limits. Um, so I love that you brought that up because I think it's something really subtle, but can mm -hmm. add a lot because then I feel more welcomed. Like if I'm at somebody's house, maybe that I don't even know very well. But the hall light is off, but the bathroom's down there. I'm going to feel right. like I'm snooping or something yeah, yeah. instead of just, you know, doing a normal thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I really, I love that you brought that one up because to me, it feels like maybe something that not everyone would even think of. Like, the, you know, they're worrying about the food. They're worrying about the, maybe the candles that are lit or the music, but they're not thinking about having lights at a certain mm -hmm. level or even just on. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, that. and for a very practical purpose, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Just, a little just bit of welcoming. All light. Yeah, it's also like wayfinding, very subtle oh, yeah. wayfinding. Right? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's a good one. All right, so what's tip number three? Tip number three. Okay, don't cook everything. Mm -hmm. You just don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have I have been that person where I had to cook everything, and we've had um. Well, there was the great polenta fiasco. I won't go into it, <laughs> but it was pretty hilarious. But no, you know, there's um, when you're creating a menu, obviously, you know, you can you can pick one dish that's your it's the thing, right? It's like that impressive thing that you bring out to the table. You know, easily Thanksgiving, it's a turkey or mm -hmm. maybe a big roast or something like that. Focus on that make that. A lot of other things you can, you know, you can make ahead, right? So, I mean, maybe you are cooking, but maybe you're making it ahead. But dessert, like, I'm, I'm a huge fan of buying dessert, just mm. mostly because I'm not a huge baker. Like, I can follow instructions and I can bake a thing, but it's it doesn't bring me a great amount of joy, so I don't do it. Especially when 
we have great bakeries nearby. And then, you know, like appetizers, charcuterie boards, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to cook. You can assemble that. And that's such an easy thing and very, it can be a very simple and impressive thing. And people, everybody loves cheese and charcuterie. Yes. Well, almost, but, <laughs> uh, but you get the idea, right? So those are things you can definitely take shortcuts on, so to speak, in the cooking realm. Um, salads and cold dishes like are also great things they come together quickly and they don't require a lot of time so you can focus your energy on that one impressive you know item yeah all of those feel really supplemental like they make the meal great but they're mm -hmm. not like the main part of the meal mm -hmm. um and i feel like it's just a really awesome like giving people permission to like just like this is about stress right so like we're, we're not stressing like giving people permission to go and buy a pre-made dip or like go and put the charcuterie on a board. And right. um, I think it's something like, especially in my like trying to be a better party planner thing. I think I put a lot of pressure on myself to make everything and make everything perfect and bake the cake for the birthday party. And, uh, but nobody really probably cares as much as I do. Right. And if I can right. help myself enjoy it more by just like, I'm just going to buy that because I can support my favorite bakery or, it's just not that big of a deal to buy the spinach mm -hmm. artichoke dip pre-made. Like, <laughs> just kind of giving myself permission to like, that's not the thing I'm going to stress about here. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I really love that that's on the list. Yeah, because you're part of the you're part of the party too. Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah. Right? So well, yeah, and I was going to say I think that a lot of times when you go to a party, like by the time that you that everybody's like ready for dessert, a lot of times like you're like full. Like, mm -hmm. You know, like like dessert is one of those things that like unless I'm going to somebody's house who I know is like they are dessert chef, <laughs> right. and I'm like so excited for their dessert. I'm like, and then you just like nibble on dessert, you know. Yeah. So like getting some. So like instead of spending all of your time being like, I have to make this like amazing cake or you know pie or something, it's like. More than likely, that's something that everybody's going to be like, yeah, it's kind of whatever, because we've mm -hmm. already had our fill with everything. <laughs> that's right. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. It's actually one of my favorite desserts to serve is just a platter of cookies mm. with maybe an after dinner drink or coffee and tea. And it, we so we have the uh, a family owned stores out here, grocery stores called Wegmans mm -hmm. yeah. and sort of like in the mid-Atlantic and the Northeast. And they have this great like cookie bar in their, in their sort of the prepared food sections. And what I love is you could just go and buy cookies by the pound. And I, a lot of grocery stores do this, I'm sure. So you go and you can pick out all kinds of different things and there's something for everybody. And you just lay them out on a platter and you know, that I love doing that. And usually I get really good response when I, when I just serve up cookies, because you're right. People are People are full and they just kind of want a little something to relax with and have a mm -hmm. cup of coffee. And it's, it's yeah. really perfect. And they could totally decline the cookie and just have the coffee, but it doesn't feel like they're like saying no to this right. thing you made. It's just like, right. this is an option. It's here if you want it. Like, <laughs> oh, here's my four tier cake. You have to have a slice. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, that, yeah, that feels so different to be like, mm. I, I've spent seven hours making this cake for you. <laughs> you have to eat it. <laughs> now, I have been there before where I have made things at a birthday party and I was or even I bought them and I just say to me, like, these cannot stay here. You guys yeah. can take one for the road, but these cannot stay here. 37 cupcakes cannot stay here. <laughs> but I love the idea of just like a little cookie bar with like coffee or after dinner drinks. And then it's just very low key. It doesn't feel mm -hmm. so much pressure to like when you're, you said you're already full, like add in because you feel like this obligatory, like I need to do this because yeah. this person made it. It just kind of feels like more casual. I think that mm -hmm. way, which I think is nice. And that makes your guests feel good too. Yeah, for sure. So next tip. Yeah, yeah take it then the next one. Ask for help. 
-hmm. I think, you know, we all want to take things on by ourselves and we're like, we can do everything, but you don't have to do everything. So yeah, ask for help ahead of time, right? Like, you know, around here, we sort of, well, in every household, right? Everybody sort of falls into their their household roles and responsibilities. And um, whenever we're having people over, we divide and conquer. And I think my husband just sort of knows like, okay, it's that time I have to go do this and I have to go do that, right? But, you know, if your family members don't know, ask for help. It's, that's, you know, if, it, if especially if they're accompanying you or they're going to be part part of the party or, you know, co-hosting with you, then definitely um, do that. But right before the party too, I think one of the, one of the ways to, oh, what am I trying to say? Well, so you may, you may have a friend, like you invite a friend or two who, um, especially if it's a a party where people don't know each other, you know, Hmm. maybe they're not all from the same social group or whatever. And there might be a couple of them, one or two that are super shy, just not as outgoing. That's a great opportunity to invite that person over or those couple of people and have them help you with prep right beforehand. And, mm. you know, you can just say, hey, why don't you come over a little bit early? I could use the help. We can catch up a little bit before everybody else shows up. It helps ease them into, you know, being introduced to all these new folks. And it helps you, too, in the process. I love that. I love that because um, I'm much more of an introverted person in general. And so like, if somebody were to do that, and then I was able to kind of like meet the guests, like one person at a time, I think that like, for me personally, I'd be like, oh, that was like more comforting because instead of just being like thrown into the mix and then you feel like, I don't even know anybody's name anymore. uh, There's like a little more personal aspect to that. So, you know, if you have a friend who's like an extreme introvert, maybe they're the person to Mm -hmm. invite. (laughs) Right. Do you find too, that like having something to do, like even say during the party, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Task me with something. It kind of keeps your hands busy. It makes things more comfortable totally. and it gets you to interact with other people mm-hmm. too that you might not. If you're the person who's in charge of making sure everybody's wine glasses are full, right? And you become the best person at the party. Totally. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you have an opportunity to interact and not feel yeah. so awkward. And, yeah. Well, yeah. And it's better than just like standing in the corner being like, I'll just sip my wine by myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Because that's such a barrier to entry with conversation. Like, hey, can I refill your drink? Like, it kind of like gives you a starting point. For somebody, for somebody who is more introverted. Yeah. But I mean, admittedly, I'm an extrovert, but I like job. <laughs> I do. And so I, but I could just see that being a really like, as an extrovert, there's still times at parties where I don't know very many people and I feel really cautious to like mm-hmm. enter into a conversation with somebody I don't know. So just having something to do that's like, hey, uh, I'm filling up drinks. Like, would you guys want something else? Like, yeah, kind of gives you a task that you were assigned to like mm-hmm. help make conversation easier, which I think is just as much part of party planning as anything else. Yeah. 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 I have good friends who are really good about asking me, hey, what can I bring? Or, hey, can I come early to help you with something? And I'm not one to ask for help as much as I should. And so I really appreciate when people do that because it gives me an opportunity to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't always think like, oh, I should have her come 20 minutes early to do whatever, fill up balloons or set out all the food with me. And then it is also fun because, you know, you want mm-hmm. to spend a little extra time with friends. So Yeah. Yeah, like that. So related to these last two of um, don't cook everything and, you know, ask for help. What's your feeling on having like a potluck situation? I feel like that would kind of, that could kind of solve both of these problems a little mm-hmm. bit. It's like inviting other people to also 
to bring food. So you don't have to cook everything, but then it's also getting a lot of help, particularly with the food. Yeah. Yeah. I love a potluck. Yeah. I'm all for it. <laughs> um, especially if you're in the pre-planning, you've picked a theme, right? It mm-hmm. makes it really easy then, you know, you can, if you decide what you want your main thing to be, you can communicate that to everybody you've invited and say, hey, we're going to do a potluck. It's going to be Mediterranean themed, right? That That's a lot. That's a broad spectrum mm-hmm. of things. I'm going to make this, right? Feel free to bring, you know, a side dish, a dessert or whatever. Have fun with it. Who cares? It's a good time. I mean, if you're worried about having 17 hummus platters, <laughs> then, then, you know, maybe communicate that as well, right? Like, you know, or categorize things. But um, yeah, I think definitely. And, it, and, and that too is also a good a good way to break down barriers, yeah. right? Oh, what did you make? What did you make? And this uh-huh. is delicious. Can I have your recipe? And yeah. Yeah. Food like that fun. is always a good connection point. And there's like a sense of pride to it. You know, when I, when I go to a potluck, I'm like, I'm going to bring my best thing, <laughs> you know, because uh-huh. you want people to like give you the praise of like, wow, this is so amazing. <laughs> No, right. I made it myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's certain holidays too where I feel like potlucks, like like to me Thanksgiving or like a Friendsgiving, mm-hmm. um, it's like a really special time to have a potluck because um, particularly, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I know tons of people from all over the country and like what their favorite thing is or about Thanksgiving is very different than my favorite thing about Thanksgiving. And right. so if I'm invited to a party like that or if I host a party like that, I love the opportunity to make sure that like my favorite thing is there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so if I'm given the option of like, hey, we're going to have Thanksgiving, like what do you guys want to bring? I immediately jump on, like you said, your best thing, but also your favorite. And then, yeah. like, that to me makes Thanksgiving away from maybe away from family more special mm-hmm. because it gives you an opportunity to like have things that are very nostalgic to you and then share them with other people. Um I don't know. I love parties like that. Like I like, I mean, I just, I love to go to potluck. That that just feels really like yeah, community oriented. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I really like that. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, along the lines of what you said, although also the, uh, the traditions, the family traditions, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I mean, obviously everybody's got their favorites, but there could be some really interesting backstories to yeah. you. Why is this, is this a family recipe? You know, you yeah. can share these experiences from your past with or through your food. Mm-hmm. And know, like, it's another buried uh, entry with conversation because it kind of uh-huh. gives you the, especially if you brought something a bit off the beaten path, like, right. uh, why do you have this at Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. But what I do know is that my grandma has made it my entire life and I can't mm-hmm. not have it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so whatever that thing might be, I, I it's another kind of like barrier to like conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You said that so much better than I did. The word tradition is something I couldn't <laughs> come up with when I was saying that. So thank you. <laughs> So um, tip number, whatever tip we're on, I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, five, we'll just go five, through them. Five, Something five. like that. <laughs> yeah. So um, the other thing I would say, shop your home, right? Mm. So I mentioned earlier going to the party store and buying all the little, you know, theming knickknacks and stuff like that. But I'm a huge fan of working with what I have, right? So early on, I kind of figured out I need a neutral palette to work with. So all of my, you know, this is boring for some people. Everybody does their own thing, but this is, this is my thing. All of my dishes are white. The mm. entire, you know, we have, they're, they're in different sizes and shapes and all this, but they're all white. So no matter what happens, when I put everything on the table, there is some cohesiveness, right? Mm. But that's me and design background. And I'm a little, you know, nutty about that, but that's my neutral palette. That's the jumping off point. So 
whether you're working seasonally for a holiday or whatever, I like to go around my house first and figure out, okay, so I don't know, St. Patrick's Day. I'm just trying, I'm pulling something out. You know, what are we thinking? You know, Irish flags, what? So orange or what is the orange, right? Orange and green. Orange and whatever. green, I think, yeah. Like, um, you know, but you have, I mean, chances are you have things in your house already that sort of speak to that and not being blatant, but more in a subtle sense. Mm-hmm. So whether you grab a green scarf and throw it mm-hmm. on the table as a table runner or, you know, you don't have to go go over the top. And, and it's okay to be subtle too, I think, in that sense. And it saves, it saves you money. It saves you time. The other thing I love is I say shop your home, but shop your yard too. So, I mean, we have, we, we live kind of in the woods here. I mean, there's woods all around us, but, um, and we have a lot of plants outside. <laughs> Most of the time they need a little haircut. Uh, so I'll go out there and just snip a few things and throw them in a bud vase um, without even having to go buy flowers, for instance, just to mm-hmm. dress up the table or create mm-hmm. a centerpiece. Cost me nothing. And it's yeah. easy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking even I things like. You know, like a juniper bush or whatever, you know, like clippings from your juniper bush could be like easily mm-hmm. made into a centerpiece or something at your table. And like, that's not something that I would normally think about doing. But since you mentioned it, it's like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. like fern type bushes and stuff are perfect Absolutely. for decorating. Right. That way. If you have like a pretty bowl, throw some of that in there and then fresh fruit. If you have fresh fruit around your house all the time, like, yeah, put that on the table, you're done. Easy, these easy. are such good tips. Yeah, I love these. This is a great list. You're mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, uh, even even just like all your dishes being white. I'm like, oh, that's no problem. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't have a neutral <laughs> starting point. <laughs> uh, I mean, they don't necessarily have to be white. I mean, you know, like because there's something to be said too, right? You like if, if you're somebody who likes to go antiquing and you like vintage dishes, but all of that can work together, even mm-hmm. if they're different patterns and then mix and match and all that. People, you can make it work. You can find a way to make it work. It's all good. I just need to hire her to come to my house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need to be our party planning yeah. committee over here. Oh, yeah. goodness. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. What's your next tip? <laughs> okay. So, oh, leave cleanup for later. This one's a really hard one for me because I come from a long line of cleaner uppers. Mm. Like, as soon as food's gone, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> It goes away. So when I'm with family, because that's where I got it from, I, it's, in, it's totally inherited. You know, when you're in Rome, do as the Romans do. So <laughs> we clean up. But when we have friends over, you know, neighbors and friends, I don't necessarily like want to whisk everything away all at once. Or I have to force myself not to. Mostly because I think it's a huge mood killer. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, like the super big things, you you. You know, sure, take those into the kitchen, stack them in the sink, whatever it is. Um, but it's okay to leave things as they are for a little while or not to do the dishes right away, load the dishwasher right away. It's okay to leave it. Yeah. Right? And if you don't want to do it that night after people leave, then, you know, you might have to use a little extra elbow grease in the morning, but it's okay. Give yourself permission to just let it go and enjoy your guests and your company. Well, there's a lot of things behind this. Like, one is like you get to spend time enjoying it instead of cleaning it up. Mm-hmm. But I always, my husband is the one who always likes to clean up. And admittedly, I just don't like to clean the kitchen. So I'd rather hang out with my friends <laughs> than clean the kitchen later. Okay. About aside, he always wants to do that. And I, and I appreciate that a lot. Um, but sometimes when I'm at people's houses and that happens, it turns into like everybody goes into the kitchen to clean up. Mm-hmm. And so I try to not let that happen in my house because I'm like, well, let's just all hang out and make people feel like obligated to help clean. 
And I don't want anybody to feel that way at a party. I, I want everyone to just be able to enjoy themselves. Yeah. Um, now, granted, when I'm at my friends' houses and that happens, like I want to help them clean up. Like I'm genuinely happy to do that. But I just think there's something nice about just leaving it and just spending the time mm-hmm. and then nobody has to do it. I mean, well, I'll have to do it later <laughs> exactly. the next day or the, that later that night. But then like nobody has to like leave the party to go do it. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I just, we all have friends who are helpers, you know, like mm-hmm. we're going to want to come and join you. And um, there's some element of like, let's just enjoy our time together and yeah. like, let's just clean up later. Well, I would say there's, there's sort of a nonverbal element to that when you, you know, you're rushing everything into mm-hmm. the kitchen and you start cleaning up. It's, you're sending a signal, right? Like okay. you're communicating. Oh, party's over people. Yeah. Party's yeah, over. Yeah, and maybe you totally. don't want it to be, but mm-hmm. you're sending, you're, you know, you're sending subtle communications out yeah so if you do want the party to be over turn the lights up and start cleaning start cleaning (laughs) exactly well also at some parties like if it's like appetizers and stuff like you kind of want that to be out the whole night Mm -hmm. Um, so that is kind of a nice thing about appetizers like that can just stay out and it doesn't feel like you have to immediately clean it up yeah i mean there's obviously some like kitchen safety things around leaving food out for hours right but if it's things that can just stay out for people to munch on the whole time, mm-hmm. it kind of is a nice way to like not have to clean up. Just kind of leave it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you need to give yourself like, a, I'm not going to clean up this party before it's over. Let's right. do appetizers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, you pay your teenager to <laughs> yeah. be, the, be the bus person <laughs> to do the cleanup for you. So with your family and like everyone being like the cleaner, little busy bees, like you want to go clean up. Does that become like quality time? And so you're okay with it with them because it's just like all of us do this. So we're going to just do it together. Um, as opposed to like leaving up, like, you know, if your kitchen mm-hmm. is separate from your house, like separate from like your living area or wherever the party is, like you kind of have to like leave the party to go clean up. But if mm-hmm. everyone's doing it together, that's kind of just a continuation of the party. Is that kind of how it happens? It It is. Well, yes. I mean, for our family, it does not signal the end of the party yeah. and and a lot of times though it's it's because like we're we, we've traveled somewhere so we're staying at their house anyway right mm-hmm. but it's like let's just do it let's get it out of the way and then we can sit and relax the rest of the night you know and play games and drink wine and you know just hang out so it's that's sort of a different scenario you know i mean with family yeah. you know and 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 two like if if there's a lot of people like we were just all together recently and there's only so much room in the kitchen so you know mm-hmm. maybe three or four of us are doing the cleanup and you know, it's okay. Yeah. It'll work. Yeah. You, you work it out. You figure it out. Are you an introvert or an extrovert, Linda? Um, I'm going to say somewhere in between. It depends okay. on the mood, right? I think growing up, I was definitely more introverted. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband, when we met, he was the life of the party. And so I just kind of tagged along. But I think we've had a little role reversal over the last however many years it's been. <laughs> well, the reason why I ask is because I could just for many of my introverted friends there's an element of like i'm gonna go clean because i just need a minute mm-hmm. like yeah, i just need absolutely. a minute and, and in that situation i feel like cleaning up before the party's over is perfectly acceptable because mm-hmm. if you just need a minute to like be alone to wash some dishes so you're mm-hmm. not that's perfectly acceptable uh, ronnie mm-hmm. you speak to that yeah i mean that would certainly be a tactic i do agree with you though linda that like when even doing that it's just like a uh like just you know the only person who's going to go clean and kind of like steal away from the party for a minute there is an aspect where people all of a sudden like you can be gone for five minutes only and people are like wait where'd ronnie go you Mm -hmm. know and there is a little bit of an aspect that they're 
there are certainly some people who will start to feel guilty of like, well, why is she cleaning up all by herself? Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's who Riley is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, though, yeah, I feel like um, even though I'm introverted, I kind of have to like, n- like pull myself back from doing things like that and being like, if I need a break, I'll just go like, go hang out in the bathroom for <laughs> right well unfortunately like even in this conversation i'm realizing that maybe my introverted friends need a minute yeah it's not that, like oh my gosh they can't clean by the phone which is me but yeah like and realizing that like me interjecting into the cleaning is actually me taking away from their quiet time because i will make conversation <laughs> sorry ronnie <laughs> i'm learning i just wanted to do it. <laughs> No, that's good. I'm glad you brought that up. I think it's super important. And yeah. yeah. Good for you, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing. Okay. Okay. Awesome. I, you know, maybe one more tip on your list, right? Yes. Actually, this is a great segue because my the last one is to take a moment of Zen. Mm. Right. So okay. Maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's during cleanup time. I, I'm suggesting do it ahead of time. I mean, you know, you can you can get really amped up when you're mm-hmm. planning a party, especially for a group of people you're not very familiar with, yeah. um, or maybe it's family. You know, whatever it is that's well that creates stress. Yeah, let's just say. So, you know, if you can plan into your schedule, right? So you've made your list and you've planned ahead, and you know your timeline for your food, and you've ticked off all the boxes and whatnot. Plan yourself to like 10, 15 minutes before everybody shows up to just sit and do whatever it is that you need to do, right? So maybe you want to lay on the floor and like veg out or you want to just have, you know, your own little glass of wine before people show up. Um, or, you know, if you've invited that friend over, sit and do it together. Like have a few minutes to catch up, maybe give them a lowdown on, you know, like, okay, this is this person and this is this person and how, how we know each other. And, you know, you just take a few minutes for yourself. So you're... Deep breath and know that it's going to be cool. I love picturing you laying on the floor of your living room, just like taking a minute. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, as we talked about, I'm the introvert. So to me, this is like the most important tip because there have been so many times when I've had people come over and you're just racing until the very last minute. And then people show up and you're still like, okay, now we're doing this. (laughs) Okay. But on the flip side, I have some like, anxiety okay I'm like um so like I get anxious to leave my house for work in the morning and I'm like nobody cares if I'm one minute late I care and I like mm-hmm. get anxious about it but so before a party like I can be like jazzed and then yeah. I get there and I'm like too much so I'm like I'm like buzzing like not buzzing like right I get my it. Yeah. energy level is yeah just like I'm just like my whole body's like humming or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Hello, welcome to my party. And stop you here. And I talk too fast. And I like get so excited. So taking a minute to like take a deep breath would probably be really good for me. <laughs> but 15 <laughs> minutes is a long time. So I'm actually glad you put a number on it. Because I'd probably just be like, someone's ringing the doorbell. Okay. Deep breath. Okay. And I answer the door. <laughs> Giving me, okay, it probably needs to be longer than two deep breaths uh, to just have a minute. It's, pro- it's really good advice for me. Yeah. So one of the things that didn't come up in this, but I, I should, I wanted to talk about or point out to you is that when I started Sip Insanity, it was, I launched in June of 2020. So we were already in it, right? In the yeah. thick of things. Um, at that time, we didn't really know that it was going to like veer off toward recipes and entertaining, but mm-hmm. that's, that's how it, how it happened. One of the things that 
I think we've all learned over the last couple of years though, is that the rules have changed. Yeah. Right. So like I'm right. And we're talking to each other. I'm in a sweatshirt and leggings. This is my daily uniform. It's typically right? mine too. Yep. So, <laughs> and I think, um, gosh, you know, I mean, I don't know how many times, like over the last several months, you know, I've gotten together with girlfriends and they're like, do you care if I just wear, you know, my sweats? I'm like, I don't care what you do. Right. <laughs> how you come, right? Don't, you don't even have to brush your hair. It's fine. All the rules have changed. So I think it, I, I think in a good way. So, mm-hmm. you know, all these, I don't know, like the etiquette books and, you know, you have to do this and you have to do that. Those, those days, I mean, for some people are still around, but I think for most of us, they're gone. So entertaining at home is, is a different thing. And I think it's become, um, well, the pandemic has given us an opportunity to sort of take stock and say, okay, when people come over, let's focus on what's really important. And that's the, that communal aspect and the the communication between us and the interaction and having fun and having laughs and not worrying about the dust bunnies under the furniture. And nobody cares. Nobody's going to remember that, right? They'll remember that you were hospitable, that you welcomed them, um, and that they had a good time and they'll want to come back and do it again. So keep it casual. Don't sweat it. It's all good. I really love, I really love this one Yeah, because I think there's an element of like the facade has listed in some ways, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's like this level of genuineness that has come out of just like, like come as you are. I really don't care if you come in your pajamas. Like yeah. it, that's up to you. Like however you're going to feel your best, just come that way. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you're not feeling your best. Come that way too. Cause we still <laughs> want you here and right, we still want to yeah. enjoy our time together. So I really love that. I, I mean, Obviously, it's come out of like a really challenging thing, but there's this level of just like, no, just what do you need? Like, just come that way. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think there's something to be said that's like really valuable about that. Yeah. I was going to say that I just went over to my neighbor's house for dinner the other night and I went in my sweatshirt and leggings and I even just wore my slippers because I was like, we're mm-hmm. walking across the street. I'm not going to put, right? I, I don't need to like lace up my tennis shoes. And when I walked in the door, she was like, I'm so glad you're dressed casually because I didn't want to get out of my sweatpants. And I was like, see, perfect. We are all good. <laughs> but I've, I started texting people like, how are we showing up to this? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Um, which I probably wouldn't have before. Yeah. And I there's like a level of freedom in that because almost mm-hmm. everyone's reaction is like, can we please just like go in our sweatpants? Yeah. Or, like, or on leggings and sweatshirts or like whatever. Can we just mm-hmm. please go this way? Because it's just more comfortable yeah you know it's like yeah it's really more comfortable yeah. so i like that yeah for sure well and even the way that we entertain has become different right yeah. i mean you know so for for a long time you have to do everything outside mm. and it, you know in a way it's kind of cool right so i'm i'm a fan of alliteration so i love love coming up with little ways little things to say about you know what we're how we're entertaining or what kind of party we're throwing and I have been wanting to do your drinks in the driveway for Cute. a long time because we don't, we actually don't spend time in our backyard. We sit on our front porch. Well, it's not really a porch, but we sit on what is the front porch and, you know, wave at the neighbors when they come by and, you know, it's a very walkable neighborhood. So finally the other night I was actually recipe testing and I had a picture of sangria and I'm like, well, I can't drink all of this by myself. So <laughs> nor would you want to. I'm like, hey, let's do drinks in the driveway. And they, you know, we threw out camp chairs and we all just sat around for an hour and a half and just chit-chatted. And it was, you know, it was kind of perfect. And that, that to me is sort of like the, 
I mean, that's the way that I would, I want to entertain. I just want to be, I just want it to be, you know, people know they can just pop in or stop by. It's for the moment. It's all good. It's casual. Nobody cares, you know, and we have a good time. I love, uh, I feel like we're kindred spirits in the alliteration thing because this is very random to tell you right now, but in college I had gotten to a car accident, very minor. But I was in like a caravan of a bunch of people going to like another city for this like conference thing. And so all these random people like pulled over to like help me with this car accident situation. And my car was in a ditch. We had to get it out. Long story. Goodness. So I threw a part very, very loose. This is like when I say party, it's a really like that's too strong of a word for what this was. <laughs> but I text all these people because they weren't friends. Like some of them were, but it was mostly just like these like this random group of people. Mm-hmm. And my maiden name is Reed. So I invited, I said, come to Riley Reed's roadside reunion. Oh, and I feel a like, thank you for helping me party. Again, loose on the I party. Love that. <laughs> um, but it was like super casual. I made homemade ice cream and I just was like, thanks for saving me. <laughs> um, That's yeah, awesome. Anyway, I love, I love a good alliteration party. Right on. <laughs> uh, so what's your favorite holiday or occasion to throw a party for? Oh my God goodness um okay you may have stumped me on this one oh I'm not really sure to be honest okay so no 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 no. here we go here we go I know what it is it's not really I will say I love entertaining in in those in between times right like mm. spring and fall when you can spend that time outside like I love an alfresco dinner mm-hmm. um with the twinkly lights and the little uh-huh. fire blazing outside and um it just seems so I don't know. It brings me back to Normandy, a vacation we took, and it was it was in June. You know, so the weather the weather there was still really quite lovely. It hadn't gotten hot, and it stayed light where we were. It stayed light until ten o'clock at night. Mm. We had no idea what time it was, and we'd start dinner, you know, at seven o'clock. And before you know it, it's ten, and we think an hour has passed by, and we're just yeah. hanging out in the garden and just enjoying, you know, the ambiance. But I love that, like you know people mingling around outdoors and it just feels more relaxed and and also kind of romantic the way you're describing yeah, it yeah, yeah. like i can just like picture this like twinkly lights everybody outside just really romantic and yeah. relaxed i like that the tiki torches and all that yeah, yeah. that sounds yeah. great i actually like that you didn't choose a specific holiday yeah i do too because mm. it actually shows how much you love to like have parties and just like host people because you like to host in the in-between um which is good i mean that's a great mm quality uh but i think it's easy for people to like latch on like okay it's time for a party because it's thanksgiving or it's time for a party because it's Saint patrick's day (laughs) um but you like to host in the in-betweens which is uh clearly shows your love of parties so and i love that that's great and i think often those are the best parties because because it's not like a holiday or specific occasion there's less pressure oh yeah put Mm -hmm. on the occasion you know like when you have something like a a christmas or thanksgiving or whatever it's like well Everybody has their expectations of what this is supposed to look like, quote unquote, you know, whereas it's just, you know, it's the longest day of the year. We're having Equinox party, you know, like (laughs) come and hang out until the sun goes down. Yeah. Then everybody just gets to like hang out and do what they want to do. And potentially less stress for the host because like, I feel like I'm thinking Thanksgiving, like I'm about to roast the turkey, but wait, what about the ham people? Gotta have a ham. Gotta have like, (laughs) where am I getting these things? Am I making them? Like, yeah, I I like that. Yeah, I do too. Okay, well, we don't want to take up your whole day, Linda, but why don't you tell everybody uh, where they can find you online, connect with you, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you can find me at Sip and 
sanity.com, all spelled out. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Sip Insanity as well as Facebook. Same handle. Excellent. Cool. We'll, we'll yeah. link to those in our show notes. And then we like to finish asking everybody what uh, delicious recipe that you've had recently is if you want, that you want to share with us. Oh, good. Well, okay. So my lunch today before coming on here was um, two scoops of chai maple no churn ice cream on a pumpkin donut. And <laughs> that's it was really, really good. I'm paying for it at the moment, but <laughs> it's really good. And this is actually your a recipe for you guys. It's what I'm working on right now for next oh, month. Oh man. Yeah, the ice um, cream's gonna be on our blog, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. And I I will I definitely have to write it in the post that you must have it on a pumpkin donut. Okay. <laughs> It was so good. Uh, well, she just went up like 10 points in my book, Ronnie, because she had dessert for lunch. I was going to say, I think you're the first person who's been like, the best thing that I had recently was dessert for lunch. <laughs> I mean, Ronnie is a dessert for breakfast person. Yes. Calling oh, you out, yeah. But she uh, yeah. loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really, I'm just proud of you. Like, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a necessity, right? Ice cream's going to melt. What am I going to do with it? Well, eat it. Yeah, you got to eat it. <laughs> Uh, that is awesome. I, uh, I We loved our time with you. This was so fun. Thank um, you so Thank you much. for this great list and just for being a blogger for us. We love you. And it's uh, been a great combo. Yay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Plant Eat Podcast. We love hearing different approaches to food, and we hope that you enjoy hearing it, too. We would love to invite you to find all the recipes mentioned on the Plan to Eat podcast um, in our podcast account on Plan to Eat. You can go to planty.com forward slash P-T-E pod. That's P-T-E-P-O-D. And the variety of recipes that you've heard about and the variety of eating types that we talk about, those can all be found in that account. Thanks again for listening. 